The following is a production that is aired as a live stream to multiple locations on Sunday afternoon at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time and re-released as a podcast. You may experience a moment of silence at the beginning of the audio podcast release. Christ, we are a kingdom. In this kingdom are many villages, and each of these villages do things in their own way, but still pay allegiance to the same king. This ministry is all about bringing a stronger connection to this kingdom, Christ's kingdom. One family, one unit, One mighty force of salvation under God's providence. We are the Akinus. We thank you for joining us for our Sunday afternoon message. Give 100%. Many of us grew up hearing those words. But giving 100% is sometimes much easier than keeping it. As Christians, we should always be trying to share and reach those who need to know Jesus and foster that growth and connection. Today, Pastor Steve shares Jesus' teaching on the lost sheep. In this week's message, reach for the 100. Strive to leave no one behind. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Pastor Steve Huffmeister, and I'm the Senior Pastor and President of Diakonos Independent Ministries of Maryland, and I welcome you, hopefully this microphone is going to behave itself today, Um, I welcome you to our Sunday afternoon broadcast or Sunday afternoon message. I wanted to open today with saying that the last couple weeks have been kind of bittersweet around here. Well, last week, if you've been paying attention, been around, we had some technical problems. We couldn't broadcast because we were having some severe bandwidth issues. We seem to have that worked out, and things seem to be doing what they're supposed to be doing, which is always a plus. Um, Bittersweet, before I go, well, bittersweet, yeah. Bittersweet is 
this week, especially this last week, I've gotten to meet some awesome pastors from here in the local community and some other really awesome people. And we've got some great things in store uh, for the betterment of this community. And we all have pretty much the same vision on what needs to be done. And that is just supercharging to me and supercharging to this ministry because that's what we're all about. Community connection, churches connecting with each other, bringing, Christ to the, bringing the community to Christ, but bringing Christ to the community. That's what we're all about. And I'm seeing that in action. And I am just stoked. Praise God. The bitter side, we're coming together because there are problems in our communities. There's problems in our schools. There's just there's things happening in our community that we know are happening in other communities around the country. And meeting with these pastors, we've come to determine that we've had enough and we need to start acting. We need to start getting involved and speaking our mind about these issues. And that's what we're one of the main things that we're working on right now. So it's been a really awesome week. Um, reaching out to other churches in the community, hoping that they will uh, respond just the same. So that has been the key point. I've got some more new people involved that have jumped on here in the last week or so. Uh, to help manage and grow this ministry and I'm absolutely beyond over the moon to have them on board of course is um, I always mention is brother Rick check brother Rick check is um, now going to be a functional part of this ministry and not just a guest if you will and brother Tom Peddington, I'm glad to have him aboard. He's retired um, Air Force and has a lot of background in administration and just knowing how to bring an idea to life. And uh, it, it's a blessing to have both of these gentlemen on board, um, as well as our partnerships with these other pastors. It is just, hopefully, it's just going to be an awesome summer and an awesome year. And... I think I've rambled on long enough. So that's the only real updates that I have. Um, we're going to try to get some community activities going. I really want to get that prayer in the parks thing rolling that I was toying with last year that COVID really put an impact on. I really want to get that fired up. So we're going to be working on that and seeing if uh, other churches as well want to get on board with that initiative too. Um, so that, that about, that's about it. I've, like I said, I've rambled long enough. You've told you guys uh, the rundown. So without wasting any more time, let's go on to prayer. Father God, we thank you for another beautiful June day. We thank you for staying off the rains that we've had 
here in the past that have just deluged everything and caused tree damage and vehicle damage and everything else. Father, we thank you for this beautiful weather. Father, we thank you for our leaders and our church leaders. We thank you for those that are willing to stand up to do what is right in a country that has just so much going wrong. Lord, I've had the privilege of meeting several people that are running for office, that are great men and women of God, and I pray that you will bless them as they take those positions and keep your glory in mind, Lord. So, Father, I ask that you bless this message and you bless those that are watching it live, as well as those that may watch it recorded or listen to it in audio form only. Father, I ask that you bless them, you protect them, and you heal them. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Okay, folks, so let's go ahead and get started in our message. In grade school, early on, we are taught that 100% is the goal that we should shoot for. 100% on a quiz. 100% attendance. 100% participation. But over time, if we're not kept well motivated and inspired, those 100s start to wane off. They lose their luster. They lose their achievement. The same thing can happen in Christian life. If we don't motivate and inspire our fellow believers. Today's non-believer could be yesterday's devoted Christian. I'm going to repeat that because it's something that I've put a lot of thought into lately. Today's non-believer could be yesterday's devoted Christian. Think about that one as we continue on. My inspiration for today's message comes from my social media observations. I've seen several people over the last two weeks or so that I know from my younger days that were once active believers. I know this for a fact. But now they're posting online that they are not religious. They don't pray or they no longer believe. At least half a dozen people in one form or another just this week alone. This troubled me greatly. Having once been one like them who fell away for several years, I know this can happen and it can happen really easily. Mine came from tragedy. My reason was out of anger with God. 
for taking my father. And not having a strong enough spiritual support system to catch my fall. I find myself wondering, what was it that made them lose their faith? And if it was because there was no one there to support them. I lost my way because I lacked the motivation. The inspiration because I had lost my key spiritual support, my dad. He was the motivation and my inspiration that was keeping my faith alive. Some get themselves so wrapped up in religion and what I call the showbiz of church that they forget what faith is. I know. I've been there personally in the past. That's all my late teens was. It was all the showbiz of Sunday morning. And it lo I lost my motivation. It lost its luster. It lost its achievement. I know now, after many years, God was trying to prepare me for what was coming when my father died. But I was too blinded by the distractions of youth and the freedom of young adulthood to see it at the time. My family would treat me like I was out of touch with the reality of how sick my father was. And I guess in retrospect, I kind of was because of those distractions. And that and that through those distractions, I forgot about what faith was all about. I found myself wandering, or wondering, it's a Maryland thing. You from Maryland, you'll understand it, wander and wonder. <laughs> In the past, where my life and choices would have ended up if I had done things differently. How many of us have had that moment in their law in your life where you've thought that one out? I'm pretty sure there's a lot of you that have. It took me a long time to realize that even though you might give up on God, God never gives up on you. Even though there was no one in my spiritual life at the time willing to step in and grab me up by the arm and catch me, God used that journey as a lesson, a training under fire, if you will. He saved me in His time. His time. Not mine. His time, not mine. Because of his greater plan for me. That journey I ended up on made me 
and prepared me to serve the purposes God had for me today. Doing what I'm doing in front of you right now. It grew me to realize I needed to be the support instead of looking for the support. God had to break me down to my lowest so that he could build me up to my best. This is why I believe now that looking back on what could have or should have is pointless. Absolutely pointless. Because even through the heartaches, the pain, and the adversity, it prepared me with the resilience God uses in me today. I totally believe that. <clears throat> I suppose the opening of today's message has become more of a testimony so far. And that's okay. People need to hear that. And it's recharging for the person doing it to remember where they came from. But I needed to emphasize that God never gives up on us. We tend to give up on God. But God does expect us as his believers to reach out and help those who lose their motivation and inspiration. We are to help those who are struggling. And the fellow believers that are starting to wander away to find their way back. Not just the pastors, not just the deacons, or the teachers, all of us. Whoops, sorry about smacking the mic there. Getting a little animated. <laughs> all of us, not just the pastors, not just the deacons, not just the teachers, all of us, all of Christ's believers should be jumping in and helping those that are struggling and wandering. Jesus taught about this specifically in his parable of the lost sheep in Luke chapter 15, verses 1 through 7. Luke chapter 15, verses 1 through 7, which reads, Tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. This made the Pharisees and teachers of religious law complain that he was associating with such sinful people, even eating with them. In that time, in that culture, that was unheard of. You didn't eat with sinners. You didn't eat with the the peasants, or the unclean. Moving on to verse 3. So Jesus told them this story. If a man has a hundred sheep, and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness, and go to search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when, it, when he has found it, will he joyfully carry it home on his shoulders? Verse 6. When he arrives, 
He will call together his friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. Jesus was hands-on in the trenches with his ministry. His critics, as you can see, often complain that he associated with sinners. But Jesus knows that you can't save a drowning man by standing on the dock with your hands in your pockets. Let's delve in deeper into Jesus' lost sheep parable. Let's look closer at verse 4. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Well, Jesus answered that question for us. The next verse. Well, the next part of the verse. Pardon me. Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go to search for the one that is lost until he finds it. Let's break the second half down of this verse a bit more. Won't he leave the 99 others? If the shepherd leaves the flock of the 99 to look for the one that is lost, who protects the 99? Well, the 99 are left to protect themselves. Power in numbers. They will huddle together, staying close to avoid attack by a predator. They will rely on the flock as one whole unit, each standing their own watch for danger moving as one group. It's also common that a shepherd had, shepherd had helpers, but not in all cases. Now, who would be a shepherd's helper? Well, in our case, if you look at it in the church perspective, those would be your deacons, your teachers, your fellow lay leaders, your fellow believers would be the shepherd's helpers in this case. We commonly forget that as Christ's followers, we are one body. One body. Scripture actually says this very clearly. The Apostle Paul explains this in his letter to the Corinthians in chapter 12. In significant detail. But within our time today, I'll just share verses 12 through 13. And I strongly, strongly encourage you to read the whole part of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, which is verse 12 through 27. But let's 
Let's go ahead. Let's read. Whoop. Oh, okay. What? Oh, forgot about that. I think my slides may have gotten a little out of order here. Bound to have hiccups, folks. Bound to have hiccups. Anyway, I don't apparently have a slide for this, so I'm just going to read it. 1 Corinthians, if you have your Bibles, open up to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 13. I'll give you a second. Okay, so 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 13 read, The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body, so it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some of us are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Let me see, where am I going? I see. Got everything all out of whack here. All right. All right. Okay, I see what I did wrong. Okay. As believers joined as one body, we believe, no, I'm sorry, as believers joined as one body, we need to care for each other, watching out for each other, motivating each other, and inspiring faith and growth. Our pastors, leaders, and teachers can't always see the wolves working on the field edge. Sometimes those pastors, those leaders, and those teachers are the very ones that are in danger of spiritual or worldly attack. There will be times where those that lead us need to focus on saving that one single sheep while the flock stands in a protective watch over itself. Sadly, many today have lost sight that they are to go searching for those lost sheep. I will tell you, we look at uh, verse 8, I'm sorry, verse 5, which reads, And when he has found it, he will joy joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. Okay? And I will tell you, I don't know one person who ever brought someone to Christ that was not supercharged in spirit and filled with joy. Frankly, I'd be very disturbed if they were not over the moon about it. Moving on to looking at verse 6. When he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors, saying, 
rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. We should be excited and celebrate every soul that comes repentantly to Christ. There's nothing more special in a person's Christian walk than the day that they make that commitment to join God's flock. We should be even more thankful and celebrate the ones that were lost, that wandered away from the flock. Those who lost that motivation and inspiration, as I spoke of, as a flock, as believers in one body, it is incredibly important to support each other in our Christian journey. Especially those who have previously lost their way and have been returned, as we read now in verse 7. Verse 7 reads, In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. Did you understand that? Let me read it again. There is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. Every lost sinner led away by evil that is brought back to God is a battle won against Satan's deceptive lies. Spiritual warfare is real, God's people. It is big time real. I've battled with it myself. Evil will do everything it can to distort your thinking. Warp your perceptions of what's going on around you. And tempt you into the wrong things. That's what evil is all about. Distortion of truth. Satan cannot create. He never could. He can't. He's not equal to God. He was created by God and revolted against God. He has no creative power. He can only distort and deceive. I have fought my spiritual battles. I've won some. I've lost some. Some I still battle daily. But I lay my losses at Jesus' feet in repentance. And I know if I do this open-hearted and truly, I am forgiven. And you can be as well. Oh, there's where my missing scripture went. <laughs> I just I see it there on the control. In conclusion today, 
Just like being taught to strive for that 100% in school, we should always strive to reach the lost, the wandering, and unknowing. Always reaching to bring everyone 100% God. Supporting, motivating, and inspiring our fellow believers working to keep the flock at 100. Striving to leave no one behind. I'm not called to stand here and tell you what you want to hear or make you leave today feeling all bubbly and warm inside. I'm called to reach, to preach, and to teach the lessons that Jesus taught and to uphold God's word. The Christian life is work. It's not a free downhill, it's not a free downhill glide. I'm not going to stand here and tell you every day is rainbows and sunshine. There will be dark clouds and rough waters. But together, as one body, we can weather those storms together. Take our hands out of our pockets and pull each other to shore to find the silver linings that God can bring. From them. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the body of Christ. We thank you for the one body that we have as your followers and believers. Father, we thank you for giving us as your believers the ability to help others calm those rough waters and the power in your name to bring the lost back to shore. Father, I pray for those out there that are wandering away, those that are hearing this message and realizing they can come back home, they can be towed back to shore. Father, I pray that you open their hearts and you also empower your kingdom of believers to be the one to throw that life preserver. To stand together as one flock in protection. To keep the sheep from wandering. And to bring back the ones that have. Father, you are amazing. You are our protector. You are our savior. You are our teacher. You are the power behind everything it means to be a Christian. And we thank you for that. We thank you for Christ's sacrifice to save us from that sin, to save us from Satan's power, to save us from being drawn away and kept down by evil. Evil doesn't have the power to hold us down. It can, only make, it can only make us think we can't get back up. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
do you feel the call to open your heart to Jesus today? If you do, then I encourage you to say a prayer. And I encourage you mostly to say your own prayer. To ask Jesus to open your heart. Open your mind. Lay yourself out there at Jesus' feet. Lay your pains, your worries, your fears, your heartaches. Lay them all at His feet. Ask for His forgiveness of your sins. Lay them at His feet. And if you do this openly, open-heartedly, you will be forgiven and be a member of the family of God. If you want to read along with me, you can read along with this prayer that I have here on the screen. Glorious Heavenly Father, thank you for opening my heart. I pray you will come into my life and be the guiding light. I need to walk my journeys according to your will and the guidance of your word. I ask for your forgiveness of my sins and your power to overcome them and temptation. Amen. If you have said this prayer today with an open heart and an open mind, then I say, welcome my brothers, welcome my sisters to the family of Christ, to God's church, that one body. I encourage you to make a relationship with a local Christian church in your community. We don't want to be your online church. We want you to make a relationship with an actual physical body of other Christian believers because you need that support system. You need those others to be there to catch you when you start to stumble, to be there when you might begin to wander away. There's many different Christian churches in the world, and we're not going to tell you any specific denomination or so forth. That's not what we're about. We encourage you to pray on it. Go find a church that makes you feel supported and welcome, but they have to teach properly. They have to teach that Jesus Christ was born and that he died on the cross to save us from our sins. That is the core. And that Jesus Christ will return again to unite his kingdom. So folks, I hope that this message today has charged you up, opened you up, made you realize that you got to be the support. 
If you need the support, you got to be willing to be that support. Because the ones that are supporting you, you might need to support them as well. I encourage you to communicate with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Ask them what's going on in their lives. Ask them what's on their mind. Because sometimes you don't realize that you're in the midst of spiritual warfare until you talk to someone else. Sometimes you just got to get it out. And who better to get it out to than a fellow believer who's going to appreciate your journey. So with that, I bid you all an awesome afternoon and an excellent week. And I hope next week I'll have even more awesome things to tell you about what's happening within our ministry and our community. And we'd love to hear what's going on in yours. So by all means, email us. Use the information that you're going to be seeing next of how to contact us. Let us know how these messages and the things that we share through our websites and through our ministries, how they help you, how they, make you, how they help you grow in Christ, how they empowered you. Just, we'd love to hear that because that's such an inspiration to us. And that's the support that we need is to know that we are touching others and we are making an impact. So we'd love to hear from you. But with that, I'm Pastor Steve Hoffmeister, and I say God bless you, God bless your families, your friends, and your children. Have an awesome week. God bless. We hope you have been blessed and enjoyed today's message. We enjoy hearing from our viewers and welcome your feedback and questions. Please reach out to us by postal mail, email, online, or by phone. Help us spread God's word by subscribing to our YouTube channel. We are also available on Facebook and Twitch. Your subscription and support increase our viewership on these social media platforms. You can now find our Sunday afternoon message videos on Anchor FM and Spotify, and an audio version on many other podcast providers. Visit anchor.fm forward slash diakonosmd to visit our Anchor FM page. Don't forget to check out Pastor Steve's podcast available through Spotify and other podcast platforms. Spotify subscribers will be able to listen to full songs that Pastor Steve incorporates into his episodes, so please consider subscribing. Your continued support and donations are what give us the ability to bring you productions, such as the one you have been viewing today. Please consider donating to our ministry, so that we may continue to expand and spread God's word and the glory of Jesus Christ in the areas we serve. We look forward to you joining us again next week for our Sunday afternoon message. On behalf of Pastor Steve, and the entire Diaconos Independent Ministries of Maryland family, we thank you again for watching, and may God bring you blessings.